Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Today's review is the seventh entry in my Texas Chainsaw Massacre series review with a discussion on the 2013 entry Texas Massacre 3D, which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. What this entry lacks in a full title, and one that indicates it contains gimmicky 3D effects, it makes up for in ambition. Directed by John Lucenhop and written by Adam Marcus and Deborah Sullivan, Texas Massacre 3Ds ambitiously serves as the direct sequel to the original film. Completely ignoring the previous five sequels, the film opens with a bang. We see the Sawyer clan being slaughtered by the Texas town folk who seemingly figured out that they are behind the numerous disappearances of people in the area but I suspect they're really upset about the people barbecue they've been enjoying for all these years. All but one member of the Sawyers is killed, escaping and not being heard from again for many decades. The film then cuts to modern day, where Heather, played by Alexandra Daddario, learns that she has inherited a Texas mansion from an unknown relative, unaware of the horrors that await in the mansion's cellar. While I can appreciate the stones Texas Chainsaw 3D has for attempting to be a fresh start for the franchise, it chooses a hell of a poor way to go about it. The film opens with clips from Hooper's original, which, spoiler alert, is a much better film than this one, which is always a red flag for me. While this is obviously a Texas Chainsaw film, by showing any bits of the original, it makes the viewer believe that the quality will rival that of the film it's referencing. This is obviously not the case here. And while I can appreciate the decision to do a bit of revisionist history with how the original film played out, what we're given isn't inspired or entertaining. Fast forward the plot to modern day, and true to just about every film in the series, Heather piles into a van with a group of her friends to road trip across Texas, picking up a nefarious hitchhiker along the way. The only other memorable character other than Heather is Ryan, played by Trey Songs, and that only being the other highlight because if you feel the way I do about his music, his fate will probably make you chuckle. As a surprise to no one, the dialogue and narrative is a standard teen schlocky fare, as everyone exists in this film to either get wasted or laid in no particular order. The only real unique angle the film takes narratively is the idea of lineage. Why is it that Heather has inherited this sprawling property? Well, because she's related to old Leatherface, that's why. Through some backwoods family tree tomfoolery, Heather is cousins with Leatherface, who is bound to not harm her. Which comes in handy when we learn that Leatherface has been living in the abandoned home's basement. Once again, this angle could have been somewhat interesting, but the ham-fisted handling of just about every conceivable piece of dialogue and laughs, makes most of this eye-rolling nonsense. The Texas Massacre 3D also decided to give Leatherface's mask a rework, changing it into what can only be described as the worst Slipknot mask ever made. Seriously, I absolutely cannot stand his look in this movie. It was a nonsensical decision for the redesign, given the amount of nods and clips from the original film there are, so to rework Leatherface's signature look is quite bizarre to me. I will say that for as forgettable as a majority of the film is, there are a few decent moments of gruesomely gory kills but it's for sure not a high point of the series. A majority of the kills are undercut by gimmicky 3D moments such as blood squirting on the camera, or CGI as a character gets turned into ground beef by a meat grinder. The meat grinder scene could have been cool, but it's plagued by awful CGI, and it's capped off by a fire flames one-liner from Heather saying, do your thing cuz, moments before Leatherface cuts the guy's hands off. Very fucking goofy, indeed. The film's need to include countless callbacks to the original, such as the bulb flash sound effect and meat hook hanging corpses, serve less as enjoyable easter eggs and a reminder to go back and watch the original instead. 
And while the film has a moment or two that justifies sitting through its meandering and lazy callbacks, it ends on such a nonsensical note that it exposes just how laughable the entire endeavor is. Once Leatherface has gotten revenge on the town sheriff who had the Sawyer clan murdered all those years ago, Leatherface and Heather go back to the mansion to live out the rest of their days together. Heather has seemingly forgiven him for killing her boyfriend, all her friends, and other innocent people. Not really normal behavior for any rational person, but then again, she is related to Leatherface, so... In terms of half-assed research for this episode, there's only one thing of note, that being this was Gunnar Hansen's final film. Gunnar Hansen, of course, being the original Leatherface from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. And here, he plays one of the Sawyer clan that are gunned down in the beginning of the film. R.I.P. to a real one. This is probably my shortest review so far into this Texas Chainsaw Massacre series review, but let's be honest, no one wants to listen to me bitch about this lackluster entry for more than a handful of minutes. Let's just say Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is no longer at the bottom of my list. That being said, I'm looking forward to checking out the final film in the franchise thus far, the origin film Leatherface, which will conclude my Texas Chainsaw Massacre series review. So be on the lookout for that next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.